Welcome to episode 16 of Thoughts from the Tinkerage. I'm going to share this actually on Tales from the Tinkerage as well as, as video. But uh, for those of you who are watching on Tales from the Tinkerage, then this is an episode of my podcast, Thoughts from the Tinkerage. There's a separate YouTube channel for that uh, of the same name, Thoughts from the Tinkerage. Uh, it's available on Anchor, iTunes. Google Podcasts, Spotify, and most other good podcast providers. So go and listen to the other episodes. Now, those people who know me quite well in the maker community know that I'm the sort of person who likes to encourage others to maybe embark on the YouTube journey. I'm very much a believer that anyone can do it. And I also think that more people should do it. Admittedly, it's not for everyone, but I thought today I would share six reasons why makers should start a YouTube channel and possibly a couple of reasons why you shouldn't, or rather shouldn't be a reason for starting a YouTube channel. So number one, and this is one that I've talked about a little bit all myself already. And that's the idea of legacy. So for me, I, I've mentioned before in uh, many discussions online, and I think I've mentioned it within the podcast, I don't have any video of my parents. Uh, I'm old enough, they died young enough, that you know, video really wasn't a thing. So it's kind of... Uh, not, not a regret because it, it can't really be a regret but it it's just something that if I did it would be nice it would be nice to be able to show my children what their granddad and grandmother on, on my side were like what they sounded like and I, I don't have anything like that so there's a bit of me wants my children not to be in that position I want to have them knowing that if something was to happen to me, then there is, there's things of me talking, there's things of me saying things, there's video of me making things. And I know that this thing is kind of a small portion of, of me and what we do, but I think it's, I think it's just something nice. It's a kind of just that idea of legacy. And of course, you know, if we think about it, Chances of a, a big organisation such as YouTube collapsing tomorrow are very, very slim. So it's a nice, secure way of having some material out there that you know, future generations can look at. So it's kind of a record. Now, it's, it's also not just for them. It, it's also a record for me. It's, it's, I, I can look back at in a few years' time and look back at things that I've done. and Yeah, maybe hopefully in... 30, 40 years time, still look back and go, there's things that I did. Yeah, maybe that will be an encouragement to others in some way. Number two, second reason, uh, to entertain, entertainment. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a good valid reason to have a YouTube channel, to provide entertainment for, for others, whether that's kind of following on from the legacy, so entertainment for our own families, or whether it's to entertain others. Yeah, making making his entertainment for some. 
I know, and I, I'm, I'm probably fairly sure that I'm not alone in this. I don't watch a huge amount of TV anymore. Uh, I, I just don't. I, I, for the last probably four years, I've probably watched more YouTube than I have TV. Probably by a factor of nine to one. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm ashamed to say that. There are some TV that I enjoy watching. Uh, for the most part, I'd rather have complete control over what I watch. I know with streaming services, yeah, Netflix and the like, you, you have a very strong element of control over what you watch. It's not like kind of the, the days of the 1960s and 70s where there weren't even necessary repeats. And you kind of, you, if you missed a program, that was it. In the 1980s, of course, there was it repeats increased, but people had yeah, VHS recorders. So yeah, you could record something and come back to it at a later time. But yeah, now with streaming services, we can see things all over the place. But for me, I, I, I just, I just, I prefer to watch other people making things to watching celebrities making a fool of themselves on TV or trite acting in a soap opera or a drama of some sort. So, yeah, for me, entertainment is a good thing. Yeah, the beauty of YouTube is that you don't need a million dollars to to make a YouTube video. You don't need hundreds of actors. You don't need all the support crew. If you have a smartphone with a camera, or if you have a camera that's just capable of video, whether it's a DSLR or even a point-and-shoot, and if you've got some facility to maybe do simple editing, to cut out the bits you don't like, and the ability to upload it, possibly with a smartphone, it might be just purely off your phone. And I, I know quite a few people who do that. And, yeah, if you have a sort of person that likes to entertain, well, go for it, do it. Yeah, it's, it's a really valid reason to to take part. To, to join the community of other makers who are on YouTube, yeah, it's, it's it's an easy it's an easy way of, of getting into kind of visual entertainment. And with that, yeah, it it doesn't mean you have to be a comedian. It doesn't mean that you have to have great editing skills. It doesn't mean you have to have fantastic workshop. Think carefully about how you produce things, where you aim things. Yeah, I think. Anyone can produce yeah, something that other people will find entertaining. Now, number three, education. Now, yeah, as, as most people who've been following me for a while know that I, I used to be a teacher, and I think it sort of stays in the blood of a professional teacher for over 20 years. And I think I, I was one of those people in school that tried to help other people to, to learn things. I... I was involved in things like Scouts and you know, as, a, as a leader and, and various other organisations as a kind of young leader. So I think I think for me, kind of education has, has always been an important part of my life. So it, it seems quite natural for me to to use education as a a reason to produce videos. Now, what do I mean by education? Well, there's the classic how-to video, yeah, showing somebody how, for example, it would work to make a particular joint. Yeah, It could be that it's 
how to turn a, a particular type of bowl. Now, some people think, well, I can't do education video. I can't do a how-to video because I am not knowledgeable enough. I would argue that actually any video can be educational. I would argue that you don't necessarily have to be explaining things, although that's obviously a natural element of education. People often can explain things verbally. Things can be purely visual. I've also heard people say, well, I'm not good enough to, to show other people how to do things. And I would counter that by saying, well, okay, you might not be... You might not be with with the kind of the high level woodworkers, for example. Or you might not be a, a, a time served welder and have twenty years under your belt and be teaching welding. But if you can do something and, and you can do it safely, now I'm sure we've all seen videos where people do things and you go, really? I, I really don't want to see, you know, your fingers on the edge of a board pushing it over a uh, a planer, a benchtop planer. You know, we've I've, we've all seen videos that kind of have elements of not safe practice in them. But if you can make something, even if maybe you, you don't consider yourself an expert, you might show something, an element of your technique, that maybe other people don't get. And here's another kind of way of thinking about this as well. Sometimes when we are considered to be very knowledgeable about a subject, and maybe it's a subject we've studied for a long time, and trying to explain something to somebody who's only just started, we may be burdened in our attempts to explain by knowledge that we take for granted. For example, uh, many years ago, back in about well, let's have a look, 2008, I was teaching a GCSE class uh, in biology. Now, I'm a physics specialist, and I'm mostly a physics specialist and have been for my entire career. I've taught very little GCSE biology. I can do it, but it's not my subject of knowledge. It's not my, it's not my area of kind of phrase of expertise. Go and listen back to a previous episode, I think episode 15, last, last episode, uh, to hear what I think about experts. Uh, but this particular class, uh, I also taught them for physics, but there was, a, there was a need to sort of slot in and teach them biology. And I can remember one of them coming to me at the end and saying, really like how you're teaching us biology. Because we're you know, you're really kind of reinforcing kind of some of the basic ideas and you're explaining things really clearly, and it kind of struck me and I, I didn't really say anything at the time that well the reason I'm having to do that is because I'm some of this is actually new biology to me. It wasn't in the biology O level that I did, yeah, twenty years previous to that. Uh, it was. Essentially, for me, a new topic. So I was having to learn it ahead of the students, and so I was having to think about, well, how do I explain something that I haven't learned before? So, in a way, it was like going back to becoming a new teacher, even though I was at that point a very experienced teacher. 
I was still kind of having to try and almost explain things as if I was a, a complete newbie to the to the topic, which in a sense I was. So I wasn't explaining anything without actually establishing kind of all the base language, the kind of the, the what are the fundamentals. And it is sometimes in physics that I've, I have found myself in the past. And actually, that was a good learning point. And I, it did change some of my practice where I would assume things, not necessarily consciously, but subconsciously. So as a maker, if you can make something and you can demonstrate that, somebody else watching you might see an element of technique, whether that's just from a visual or whether that's something that you've said. But on maybe instructional videos from other people, it's something that's been assumed. Maybe it's something that's missing. So, yeah, showing people how to do things. And whether that's kind of classic techniques, whether that's, you know, this is how to make a dovetail. This is how to uh, trim uh, leather. This is how to knit a certain type of stitch. Or whether it's... Maybe showing people how you think or how you problem solve. These are all elements of education. It, it could be things like you know, how to arrange things in a small workshop. It's all, again, it's, it's education. But it might also overlap. And, and this is the thing with some of these reasons. They do really do overlap. So my next one overlaps massively with education. And that's inspiration. I've had a few people say to me, after they've watched my videos showing kind of the, the workshop and the size of the shop I've got in here, yeah, it's, it's, it's less than 60 square feet, so it's, it's not very big at all. And they said, well, how inspiring it is to see how much can be shoehorned into such a small space. Now, that, that, that's not necessarily a good thing. I, I, I certainly am working on trying to get rid of some stuff. Uh, but that's also about my hoarding tendency. So, again, I've talked about that previously as well. But, yeah, inspiration. If it wasn't for other people making videos, if it wasn't for other people saying, well, actually, anyone can make videos. And if you go back, although I've got a million subscribers now, if you go back and look at my first videos, they weren't very good. But I leave them up because it's inspiring to others to see that you can start a really good sized channel. You can start a channel that is forming a career without being an expert. As I said earlier, all you need to start a YouTube channel is something like a, a smartphone. The ability to record some video and some possibly some audio, maybe do simple edits and to upload it to a YouTube channel. Nothing else you need. You don't need fancy lights. You don't need fancy microphones. You don't need fancy cameras. All you need is an idea, the ability to record, and the willingness to either put yourself in front of the camera or to just to attempt to put things out there. And that is something that does take a, a step. It's not easy to kind of put yourself in front of a, a camera. For me, I. I haven't found it too difficult. I have been a teacher, for, I was a teacher for a very long time. So standing in front of a classroom is a bit like standing in front of a camera, in front of an audience. 
with practice it's easy to just know well i have a thing to say this is what i'm going to say people hopefully will listen and it, you'll be surprised how big an audience you will get now inspiration i've been inspired by some amazing makers i've seen some amazing things <laughs> there's so many things that i want to try that before i really got into watching youtube i kind of i knew existed but hadn't really thought well i'm going to try that i'd like to try this i'd like to try that i have a a, a wish list of kind of hobbies you know, whether it's leatherworking woodworking metalworking sculpture art drawing bookbinding writing photography there's so many things that I, some of those I do, some of them that I want to do, some of them I do, I've tried, dabbled, but I want to do really well. I think, I, yeah, ideally I could do with living a couple of hundred years of, with a decent amount of health in order to try all these things and to get really good at them. So, yeah, inspiration goes with education, it overlaps with entertainment and, yeah, of course, legacy, well, that's just kind of recording. So two more. Number five. Now, this one might not necessarily apply to everyone. And that's the idea of essentially of, of branding, of having a brand. The idea that actually you might use this to to show off what you can do. Now, that's slightly different from perhaps entertainment and inspiration and, and possibly even legacy, but perhaps more about marketing. Now, this might apply more to people perhaps that are trying to make something to sell having a product showing how it's been made. Now, I know, for example, Christopher Smith, the, the Woodgineer. I know that he's got a channel that he's been working on, which is about showing how he makes the pens that he sells on Etsy. So it's without kind of the, the his normal level of entertainment that he puts into his regular Woodgineer videos. It simply shows the unique pens that he makes being made. And the idea is that a customer buying that unique pen can actually then go and see that pen being made. So it's it's kind of a branding, uh, I'm trying to think of a good word, kind of a branding opportunity. It might be that you're a, a, a cabinet maker and that your thing is making high-end kitchens. Or maybe it's your... Uh, make bespoke furniture so i'm thinking somebody like peter millard the 10 minute workshop until recently he's just retired but until recently he made his main living by creating bespoke furniture for customers in london and installing them his videos allowed obviously other people to learn how to do the same thing so there's that kind of education and inspiration but it also allows potential customers and clients to see how he works and the manner in with which he, the care he takes and the quality of tools that he uses to construct the beautiful furniture that he has produced for many, many years. The last one, maybe some of you might think this is a bit of a, a wishy-washy kind of idea, but it's just as a means to be creative, to add an, another layer of creativity to your making. Making videos, particularly 
if unlike me you you, you aim to create uh, videos with high cinematography levels yeah it's another element of creativity as an example here thinking about the work of steve house from uh, moonshine metalworks in creating videos for the forge i'll, I'll put links to these down in the uh, the show notes for the podcast and also in the on the youtube videos i'll put them in the show notes he created a series of videos uh, over the last few months uh, for the forge that's alex pole's ironwork forge uh, which are superb levels of cinematography and in fact they they they, they take in many of these points uh, from here that there's an element of entertainment because they're, they're beautifully made uh, they're educational you, you're seeing the kind of hearing and seeing uh, master blacksmiths creating amazing pieces of, of work and hearing about how and why things are done in, in certain ways and that's that's inspiring I, I suspect there's a large number of people who wish to take up blacksmithing as a result of watching those videos or People who are already doing blacksmithing who wish to maybe up their game. So, yeah, video making in itself, all the kind of things that go with it, the different techniques of editing, it's all very, very creative. And that's that's just another nice thing to do. For some people, I know the ability to maybe take their hobby that involves them sitting perhaps in a particularly winter in a cold shed. And maybe they don't want to spend too much time on that, but then be able to take that and create a video about their hobby and share it with others. It adds to kind of community. And I haven't even added that as a point. Maybe I should, maybe a little bonus one for you. You know, making YouTube videos allows you to kind of join another community of makers. Now, often overlaps with people who are doing Instagram and working on Facebook. It's another opportunity to create another aspect of community within that. Now, I mentioned there's a couple of reasons that maybe you shouldn't use as reasons for joining the make community that exists on YouTube. To be honest, you don't need to join a community. You can be on YouTube. You don't need to be part of any community. But yeah, there is a fantastic community of makers. But a couple of things that sometimes people say, I want to join, I want to become a YouTuber because I want to make money. Well, there are plenty of makers and there is a sizable number who make money from making videos. It's possible to create a career out of it. But it's going to take time. It's going to take a lot of time. Unless you're very, very lucky or very, very talented in cinematography and, and in your making as an element of luck too yeah, who gets to see your work but currently as things stand at the moment in order to even start making any money uh, from youtube themselves you need 1000 subscribers and 4000 hours of watch time in the last uh, 12 months i was gonna say six months maybe it's 12 months now that's that's quite a lot of watch time now some of the big youtubers you know make 4,000 hours in yeah, a couple of weeks. But it takes time to get to the size where you've got huge audiences and huge numbers. It takes hard work. And, and that's fine. Plenty of people put in that hard work. 
a lot of people can be discouraged by, but I'm not getting there. I'm taking a long time. So I wouldn't use that as a reason to start. It's bonus if you get it. If that is your main reason for starting, well, okay. Yeah, I can't stop you. It's up to you to be able to, to want to do that. But I would argue it's... You're not going to be a happy person if, if your only reason for making YouTube videos is the desire to make money. Because it's going to take you a long time. Now, the other reason, and this is something you actually nowadays tend to hear often from children. Uh, gone are the days when young people, you know, this kind of primary age children would say, when asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. Days of, I'd like to be a, a footballer, I'd like to be an astronaut, I'd like to be a train driver. Those sorts of things have, are long gone. And nowadays, it's not uncommon to hear people say, I want to be famous. And there are people who have made a very good career and have become very, very famous by being on YouTube. If you're a maker, I don't think that's... A good reason. I think it might be something might happen. And you have to question, well, what do you mean by famous and, and what level of fame? You know, possibly the most famous of the YouTube makers that I know of is somebody like Jimmy DeResta. Yeah, he's working on TV, has worked on TV and, and is, is working on TV projects. So is that a level of fame? Is he an everyday name? I would suggest not. Certainly within perhaps the maker community, people who are familiar with events such as Maker Central, is a common name. He's referred to as you know, the godfather of the maker community. But I don't think he set out to be famous. And I think if that's, if that's your aim, well, making might not be the best route to that. Maybe other people will say otherwise. Yeah. I think you'd probably be better off taking a sort of Casey Neistat approach and doing daily vlogs of some sort. Uh, or, I don't know, I don't, I, don't, I don't know what would be the best way of using YouTube to become famous. That's not my area of expertise. Yeah, I'm using that word again. I really, really shouldn't, but yeah. So, there's, there's, my, there's my five reasons Six reasons for makers starting a YouTube channel. So there's an element of legacy. There's to entertain, to educate, to inspire as a form of marketing or branding and as a, a creative outlet in its own right. So, yeah, if you've been thinking, oh, should I or shan't I? Well, Consider this. This is a phrase that's often applied to, for example, planting a tree. The best time to have planted a tree, if you want shade in your garden, is 40 years ago. The second best time is today. If, if you have been thinking, I want to start a YouTube channel, can I encourage you to, to do it? And maybe you need to find somebody that's going to hold you accountable. Maybe somebody to encourage you. Uh, 
reach out to me if you want. I've I try to encourage as many people as possible who express an interest in doing YouTube to have a go. If you can share if you share videos on Instagram, then you can share videos on YouTube. Chances are those videos will actually cross over. You, know, you may already have videos that you can put up on YouTube that people will want to watch. It's another audience. So go for it, do it. It doesn't take much to get started. As you get going, as you, as you grow, as you get more followers, subscribers, as you get more engagement with community, I'm sure you're going to want to uh, take more effort over it and maybe get a better camera. But that's not important. I do know of a few people, or I've heard of a few people who, even with tens of thousands, even hundreds of thousands of subscribers, still actually record on a phone. So there's plenty of opportunity to do things like that. So go for it, do it. Yeah, if you want a call to action, yeah, if you've been thinking about doing a YouTube video, make one. If you've already got some videos on Instagram, uh, maybe sitting on your phone or on your computer, start a YouTube channel, upload them. It might be that you go down and I'm going to do the live routes. If you do lives on Instagram, you can do lives on YouTube. So something to think about and to have a go at. So if you do start a YouTube channel, please let me know. Reach out to me. Uh, you can do that through various means on Instagram, Andy Pugh. Um, also thoughts from the Tinkerage on YouTube. You can find me as Andy Pugh, but that's why I tend to follow people from. That's where my sort of main kind of subscription account is. But you can also find me. The videos I put up on making are on Tales from the Tinkerage. Uh, some of the episodes of the podcast are on Thoughts from the Tinkerage on YouTube. On Twitter, I'm Andy CPU. So, you know, reach out there. So there's, there's a number of places how you can reach out to me. And if you kind of want any bits of advice um, on doing things for YouTube, then I'm happy to share what I know. Again, I wouldn't call myself an expert. I know people who know a lot more than me. I know a fair bit. and I'm happy to help people wherever, even if that's just with encouragement. So, as I say again, if you're thinking about doing it, I don't think you've got any excuse. Just go for it. Anyway, thanks for listening and bye for now.